Hey guys, it's Sean with Real Bearded News, and today I have an episode that was recorded um, during the summer, I believe, uh, with the very super famous Chris Escalante, uh, music composer, uh, voiceover actor, and just a general awesome mate. Uh, I was quite honored to have met him when I did, and to be able to call him a friend today so i hope you guys enjoy the shenanigans that um that happened this was recorded as a live show um that was never actually posted up to youtube so it's about time that uh mr escalante gets his debut up in real bearded news podcast hope you guys enjoy Oh, we're we're live. Yeah, are we're, we now? Yeah, we're recording now. Okay. You know, every time like we do one of these shows, it's always like records in the awkwardest of moments, and I'm like, oh, we're going now. Now it's okay. a thing. Yeah. Oh, Sharon. Uh, sir. What are the chances that it's recording? Right <laughs> it's it's recording all black. Ah, there we go. Okay, now. Okay, we're now we're still live. Now, okay, so we're there we go. So, we're we're in. The- the place we we made it all the way to 2049 yay and uh we're waiting for the blade mm-hmm. runners to come i look good for 2049 <laughs> i'll be i'll be like 60 i think in 2049 let's see i was born in 89 okay yeah, 60 yeah, i'll be yeah. 60 I look, I, I look good for 60 i'd be 61 yeah <laughs> yeah i'm one year older than you uh-huh. i just turned 28 i turn wait no, no, no. What? No, you're one year older than yeah, you. Reverse like, that. You just turned 28. I just... Turning, <laughs> I'm turning 29 tomorrow. No so, way. Yeah. What? Hey, happy birthday. Hey, I, my birthday hey. was on Tuesday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Happy birthday. So, thank you. Happy birthday I, to I you. I said I was going to that Argentine restaurant twice tomorrow. Once for lunch for a business meeting with okay. friends. And then again for dinner with my parents because it's my favorite restaurant. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Wait, nice. Sharon, um, today is June 1st and go. Happy birthday! It's my birthday. So actually, today is my birthday. So yeah, hey, happy birthday! (laughs) Well, my birthday present to you is, um, you know, being here. Yay! I'm so happy to be here with all the audience. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for coming to my to my birthday cafe. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love your cafe. So thank you for having me. Uh, Like, I really appreciate this. Uh, So this is uh, the Escalante show where we. Uh, talk about me. Yes. All about Chris. Yes. All about Chris. Hello. His birthday. And if you guys want to pause again, take three. It's now July 4th. And go. Happy 4th of July! Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, are we really doing it? Because I'm actually going to be in Orlando on the 4th of July. <laughs> what are you We're doing? Getting some continuity issue. <laughs> yes. Well, it's what happens when you time travel, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you just time traveling every 10 Mm -hmm. seconds. Does that happen in uh, 2049? No. No? No time travel. I haven't watched it, so... You you have to. Chris, we could actually actually put a Disney World background (laughs) and post it on there. I'm going going to be at Disney World, so... Well, it's me from the future. Yeah. Post it today. Hey! Uh, I am at Disney World today, so there's uh, Big Thunder Mountain, we're here at Magic Kingdom with the, the Princess's Castle, and um, what is it, like $12 churros, you know? Oh my gosh, they're so expensive, yes. Yeah, one of those hats with the Mickey The, the ears. $30 hat? No, you know what I'm looking forward to getting? They just released um, the Thanos Gauntlet. Infinity oh. War gauntlet as a cup, like as a drink. You Shut throw up. the gauntlet, and the fist is a cup. So you're just walking around with the drink. 
That you know that get one of those. That sounds awesome, but knowing me, I would probably spill my drink. Ninety nine percent of the time. Ninety percent of the time, I will forget that uh-huh. like I have a drink in there because mm-hmm. it's a glove. Yeah. So I would definitely. But that's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely Maybe awesome. There's a lid. I don't know. I just saw a post about it the other day. It doesn't matter. I will so, still spill my drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, check this out. Oh, I just spilled Fish coke all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. That would be mm-hmm. that'd be terrible. Yeah. That would be really terrible. Mm-hmm. But you need to watch Blade Runner. I don't feel good. You don't? Mr. Stark. No. <laughs> oh, no! Wait, what's your Spoilers. last name? I don't know your last name. Martinez. Martinez? I don't feel good, well, Mr. Martinez. My, but, well, my last... My, proper last name is mm. Martinez Bardales. Mm, okay. So I use the maiden, my mom's maiden yeah. last name, which is Bardales. Mm-hmm. So And I am Escalante. Es- yeah, I like... Mm-hmm. You're the only Escalator I want to yeah. go up. Yeah. The only yeah, Escalante. We're going to... Is that making the episode? Oh, that's definitely going to make it. Okay. That's, yep, we're going to ride those, this Escalante. Those that pun, we're going to ride that Escalator. It's the only Escalante I want to ride. What? Uh, <laughs> no, water down. <laughs> this is the Chris Escalante show where everything escalates times mm. ten, tenfold. Uh-huh. Um, Absolutely, all over the place. It's like there you there you go. It just shoots straight up. Like yeah. oh, that was a terrible up. <laughs> it just goes straight up. <laughs> oh man, good thing you're not white. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm like half white on my mom's side. My dad's side, it's all like the dark side of white. You know, <laughs> more uh, southeastern European. So you got like Italy, Spain, Argentina from down south. We yeah. got like trace. My dad did a DNA test a couple of years ago. Right. We've got like trace percentages of like Cuban, uh, South African. Oh wow. Um, like. You're black. Half a, oh, yeah. I, well, actually, no. I think it's a South Africa where all the white people went and they sound Australian, but a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, so, that's yeah, also you, the racist part of Africa as well. Right? So, you're, you're black-ish. Sure. My lips are, at least. I don't know how racist that could be. <laughs> that might not make the cut. <laughs> no, it's going to stay there with, with all of its glorious. I see that because... Friends in high school would always joke about that with me. Especially this one guy named Chase Jepson, the only black guy in our choir. There you go. Who, because he was, he was uh, constantly making black jokes just because he could. Right. I remember he got up one day, like, very serious, very serious. He goes up to, and this actually might not make the episode. But oh, I don't know, we'll see. Just for your sake, I'm, we'll see. I'm nervous it now. make the episode... It's making the episode. Here's what here's what he did. He got up in class. He's like, I just want to ask for a moment of silence uh, from everyone in the class. Something very tragic happened. I want to hold a moment of silence for the black man who recently lost his life the other day. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, it's very serious. And he goes on to explain, yeah, he was uh, driving down the freeway and it got really hot in the car. So he rolled his windows down, stuck his head out, and then uh, his lips beat himself to death. Yeah. Shout out to Chase Jackson, <laughs> Leighton High School, 2005. Wow. Goodness gracious. So, anyway. <laughs> trying to recover from that. Yeah. So, hey. Um, I, I've i met you before, but this yes. is the first time on your show. Right. So, <laughs> I want to make sure my lips don't beat me to death. Hold on. Okay. No. But seriously, oh, no. though. All right, so you are a natural-born Utahan, 
or were you no, raised here? No, I was actually uh, mostly raised in Utah, but I was born right outside of San Diego in mm. Poway. Um, I was born there. Most of my fam uh, siblings were born there. I have one little sister who was born here in Utah. Okay. But we moved here. She's the outcast of the family. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> happy wedding next week. Hey. Um, and um, sh so born outside San Diego, we moved here to Utah when I was about two years old. But since then, it's pretty much uh, spent my whole life here. Um, went to schools here, uh, East Layton High School, then Knowlton Elementary, East Layton High School, East Layton Elementary, okay. then Knowlton Elementary, uh, mid-grade switch, uh, then Central Davis Junior High, Layton High School, then to Orem High School for my senior year, and I'm living in Orem now. I was living in Salt Lake for a time, but I'm switching places right now. Well, I might move again later this summer, depending on what happens. Okay. So... I may end up moving four times within one year because I moved from Orem to Salt Lake to another place in Salt Lake and now back to Orem okay. since last August. Wow. So. You just like moving. Do you just keep I things don't know in boxes if I like now? Moving. <laughs> <laughs> no, so right now where I am, most of my stuff is still in boxes other than my work stuff, my right. work computer and all of that. Okay. So since you brought up work, mm -hmm. what do you do? So uh, like you said, we met before. We met uh -huh. in a different show. Yeah. Um, here, where, here at hashtag. Here at hashtag. Where you did a great performance, you, mm -hmm. and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was brought on to talk about my work here in Utah. I'm a freelance uh, music composer and voice actor working in video games, film, uh, radio, uh, a lot of work here in Utah that I get involved with. So that's the other show that I was on, Film 360, talking right. about that. By the way, I, does this show have a name? I, I haven't it, heard. It does. It do, what is it? It does. It's not the Escalante show. It's the Escalante show. Is it? Okay. It's, it's, a sco it's a sco. It's the yeah. show that Escalante. It's Real Bearded News. Real Bearded News. Yeah. Awesome. So I I'm, had a, I'm a fan of that. So I had a big beard when I started yeah. it, um, and I refused to shave mm -hmm. uh, just because I hate shaving. I personally hate shaving. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can empathize with that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I got, unfortunately, Real Bearded News doesn't pay. So I had to get a real job. I had to go out there in the real world and get yeah. a real job. And I ended up working for this, uh, yeah, for this corporation where they were like, hey, if you want to work here, you need to shave. You can leave the goatee on, but you have to shave. Yeah. So it kind of messed everything up. Mm -hmm. So uh, the reason Chris is here is not so much because of his talents, it's because of his facial hair. It's because of his beard. Absolutely. Yeah, what's on my show? In fact, I should have been on. I should have been on like a, a year ago because I had this big three-inch beard for a while. Because I was like, I I don't need to shave for anything. You know, I act too locally on yeah. camera and stuff. And sometimes I'll ask you to clean shave, keep it short shave, do a goatees, anything like that. But there was a, about a three-month or four-month period where I didn't have any acting gigs lined up. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep growing it out. And it got long. So it not only was long here, but I was also growing my hair out. So I looked very, like, live-on-the-beach hippie type <laughs> thing going on. I was like, all right, this is getting out of hand. So once I shaved it down, you know, you lose the length of your face when you yeah. shave a long beard. Yeah. Which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yes. So. I looked I looked fatter. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. I keep a beard now, so I have a jawline because yeah. I don't have a jaw or a chin. Right. So. Yeah. So yeah. when I had mine, like I could see it, like in photos, it would look like a bigger dude. Mm -hmm. uh, it was scary. Mm -hmm. Like most people find me intimidating walking down the street. Yeah. And it's like I'm the nicest person ever, 
And yet people are like, oh, shit, let me go this way. You see a guy, he's got some big arms, he's got a big beard. You're like, what, almost six foot? Uh, Yeah, six. Good good stature. So see that walking down the street, uh, you want to stay away from them. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, I have no hair. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I'm just going to get, like, a head tattoo. And then, like, (laughs) people will really be scared now. (laughs) Get the, oh, I'm not going to go. I've actually thought about uh, growing a longer beard and going for more of a tougher look again. Because then I could... Get more acting jobs as like the buff guy, the bodyguard, stuff right. like that. Which is why I'm going to the gym again to try and bulk up a little bit. So. We should go to the gym together. Dude, I just moved into my cousin's place in Orem. And that happened like two or three days ago. Okay. Found out they have a clubhouse with the gym. So I was there at 9 o'clock until uh, 11 last night. Wow. It's like, I haven't gone to the gym since I moved to Salt Lake last summer. Yeah. So that was my first night back, and it felt great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I go to the gym, or I was going to the gym before I was working for this corp. Mm-hmm. Uh, like every day, I was going to the gym, and um, I do five by five sets. Yeah. Uh, which is like a better way to mm-hmm. like lose weight and do gain muscle and all this mm-hmm. other extra crap. Because uh, before I was doing like everything to atrophy, where your muscles just give up on you. Yeah. And that's <laughs> work them dead. Yeah, that's rough. Um, don't want to overwork. Um, so I was doing that, but I was doing that every day until I, I joined this corporation that was like making me work, let's see, like over 60 hours a week. Oh, man. I was just like, oh, I can't. can't keep that up. No, like I, I had no sleep. Like I'm still in school. Mm-hmm. I had no time for schooling. Like I, my grades went no, a little low. No. Um, but yeah, dude, we should definitely go to the gym together. That'd be nice. But um, yeah. you, do, you do voice acting. Yes, I do. So... Most of the voiceover I do, I work with a local talent agency, mm-hmm. Elevate Talent Agency, as their voiceover director, so to speak. Wow. So I'm not okay. exactly an agent there. Mm-hmm. I'm just more of the guy who advises the other voice actors. If anyone has any questions, they can come to me. I look for extra jobs for them, et cetera, et cetera. And I know I slur a lot when I'm talking naturally, but <laughs> uh, if you get a script in front of me, it's all good. You learn how to cold read. You can do everything perfectly. I've got my own... Home recording booth set up uh, now. In is Oregon. it in your closet? It is, actually. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, so it's actually fantastic if uh, you're a beginning voice actor setting up a recording space at home. If you have a walk-in closet, that is the best thing yeah. you can get. You get that, you get some heavy blankets or some acoustic foam. You can go to the Foam Factory online and order like 40 square feet of foam for less than a dollar per foot. You know, Nice. And then you just pad up the whole thing and it sounds great. I yep. use it for video games, I use it for commercials, I use it for... Um, I'm resetting it up now and we're going to do some ADR for a local film once okay. we're done filming this summer. So, yeah, it gets a lot of use. It does, And you know, it's funny that I was joking saying, is it in your closet? Yeah. <laughs> but that's where everything starts. Yeah, it's true. No, uh, <laughs> the closet, it is kind of funny because, you know, it's like, I'm a person recording voices at home in my closet. You know, it's yeah. funny to think about it that way. Yeah. But it really is structurally it's one the of best the, best, acoustics, the yeah. best way to start. Yep. You know, some people will eventually build a room designed for that, or they'll get one of those porta booths where it's a completely, imagine like a four foot by four foot um, booth that they just buy and build in their home. So eventually you get those down the road. Of course, yeah. those can cost thousands of dollars depending on what you do. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's insane. I, I started off in a in a closet as well. Yeah. Before. Uh, what I think I was using like my iPhone's uh, microphone, uh, and that's a crappy mic. Mm. It's not the best mic that you could use. Yeah. And um, if you go in your closet with jackets and all these things, mm-hmm. that just kind of like uh, 
bounce off those sound waves really mm-hmm. nice and tight, it's actually not the worst mic yeah. ever. Like I would wrap it around my throat, so it's actually picking it up from right here. Okay. So it'll pick up vibration. Yeah, it gets the bass a bit. But it sounded really good. Nice. Um, had like th- shout out to like game theory Matt Pat for like uh, <laughs> you know teaching us how to do that and like mm-hmm. a bunch of other like I could if I sat here and told you like all the videos that I watched mm-hmm. to like how to have good sound I would be here yeah, for good about sound for stream three hours for recording for interview yeah and stuff like that. it's insane completely insane how everything just works out it's so funny when you're thinking about uh, how to get around certain issues like that because uh, one thing that happens for a lot of voice actors is they'll need to record while they're out of town, while they're on the road. Yeah. So you, they either will have like a laptop and a USB microphone, mm-hmm. or they'll have their phone or tablet with a um, with like a micro USB adapter for yeah. a microphone. And the way that a lot of voice actors I know do it when they're on the road, when they're in a hotel room, they'll just take the blankets off the bed, put the whole setup on the bed, and take the thick comforter. You know, the hotel. Oh, and just cover thick, yourself. Just throw it over yes. the whole thing. Yes. And that's the that's the the on the road way to do it. Yeah. It's it's insane. So I knew oh gosh. I'm trying to remember. I, I watch a lot of like I was telling you yeah, earlier, yeah. I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh, I do too. And <laughs> millennials. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's our like new telenovela. It's I just remember, going on YouTube. <laughs> I remember like the first time I thought, wow, YouTube is really changing was when they moved the description bar from the side to, to down below. <laughs> I was like, oh man, YouTube's changing. Uh, and then and then when you're trying to get into the YouTube world, you're like, holy crap, YouTube's changing. Right, oh my gosh. I've got, uh, a, I've got a friend who's a pretty good uh, YouTuber. He's making a full-time living off of it. Okay. But he just works so much uh, making it happen. Yeah. It's intense. There's all, there's, It kind of takes, it almost takes the joy out of it. Because there's mm-hmm. so much work that has to be put into mm-hmm. it, you know, all their algorithms, you have to like okay them, be okay with them yeah. to like actually work. They've gotten so picky now. I yeah. I voice act for a web series on YouTube right, uh, uh, for a YouTube channel. I was gonna touch that bat. Yeah, yeah, I was, and you're ahead of it, so go, go for go. it. So, <laughs> so we were actually filming a video the other day, and um, we do two types of videos on this channel. The channel itself is called Afmal. Uh, which is the name of this character on the show. Mm-hmm. So we do two types of videos. One, where we pre-record all the voiceover and then they animate to that. Or two, we just go live in a video game and do like a Let's Play type video. So whenever we do those live Let's Plays where you can't do as much editing, uh, we're always told beforehand, you know, we're we're still like a family-friendly channel, although YouTube's getting a bit pickier. Um, we got flagged for such and such small reason recently, so tone it down a little bit more. Like it's getting a lot yeah. more picky and exclusive yes. on YouTube for creators. And you know, it kind of it's kind of good and it's kind of bad. Yeah, it's good because you you're getting this platform where it's still it's still allowing creators to do their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not changing from that. It's bad because they're they're trying to get all these ads from like actual companies mm-hmm. now, right? And that's how you're going to get paid eventually. But before we get to the whole revolution of like, okay, we're here. Doesn't matter what you put on. You're going to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. You have to go through that that strain of go like. There's so many hoops and requirements yes. for, for YouTube, for its sponsors, yes. for even management agencies. If you're with any on YouTube, yeah. like Maker Studios or um, a bunch of others. I can't remember. but Yeah. yeah. And there's there's a bunch, but like there was this one thing, 
Um, I made a probably the premiere of me joining Hashtag Studios mm-hmm. uh, was top ten Star Wars. It was for May the fourth. Cool. And my video went up on Facebook. Fine. Mm-hmm. Went up on Instagram. Fine. Went up on Twitter. Fine. Goes up on YouTube. And YouTube's like flagged. Yeah. Copyright infringement. Immediately. So imagine, and it was 10 videos that I mm-hmm. showed, right, mm-hmm. from Star Wars. So I got flagged for the video. So I got yeah. flagged for visual. And I got flagged for audio. Yeah. So then I have to fight the entire thing. So 20 copyright infringements. Oh my gosh. For 10 Star Wars. For movies. 10 Star Wars. Yeah. And it was oh like, um, guys, I've given credit. <laughs> You know, yeah. so then they have to sit there and put it through the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Once you fight it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it does show not mm-hmm. like not mine. I you got know? a I got a copyright strike before on my own music once because <laughs> I write a, I write a lot of stock music too. When we'll right, so you're a composer website. as well. Yes. So let's get that so out I, of the way. I produce music yeah. as well, and uh, I write for films, video games, stock websites, like that as well. So I actually uh, had some music on a stock website uh, that I wanted to use on my own video. I was like, I wrote it. It's going to be fine. I've got like the original metadata. It's yeah. going to be great. Throw it on the video and uh, instant, like not even instantly, just a little while later, I got the flag like, this has been copyright claim from such and such. We've demonetized the video. And I thought, oh crap, I better get this fixed. But then I realized, actually, you know, I don't care. <laughs> because I'm already making money on the music in the video. Yeah. So I'm, it's, even though the video itself is demonetized, I still have the monetization from the song. Right. So I'm like, whatever. Yeah, it's not. Which doesn't matter now because my channel's been demonetized completely. Because, so. yeah, so I actually got to when YouTube decided to go the route that they're going on mm-hmm. now, that's when they did all the cuts. Yeah. from all their creators mm-hmm. so myself and another podcast movie reviewer mm-hmm. um he actually got his his focus was youtube mm-hmm. my focus was not youtube so i was like eh you know okay. if it happened it happened yeah. him though that's where he was yeah. getting his things from you know he wasn't making big bucks out of it but he was making mm-hmm. money out of it so we both got the email saying oh you have less than a thousand subscribers goodbye yeah like no monetization for you and we were like mm-hmm. um okay okay uh so i guess i'm gonna pander to everybody yeah. <laughs> to subscribe to get up to a thousand mm-hmm. um but i really wasn't focusing on it now it's mm-hmm. more like all right let's focus let's we're gonna do this and we're gonna get it done mm-hmm. um i actually haven't talked to him so i don't know how his thing is going um but we both like after that we both fell back from like movie reviews yeah and you can and you could tell like we Mm -hmm. were like constantly putting out content Mm -hmm. mine was on itunes his was on youtube and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you can see where's the like what's the point of doing it if your main source of income Mm -hmm. is not really working but there's so many issues with youtube Mm -hmm. right now but i think they're weeding out the week and then it's like, oh, here's, yeah, yeah. Our, here's your money. And I wonder if I should try to get mine recertified again or something because I don't constantly upload. I like cons- uh, to upload every once in a while. I'll do like either a short comedy video, uh, me when I'm going to different places around the country, uh, music that I've worked on, just a variety of things. Yeah. And I have like 5,000 subscribers, but I think I don't meet the... Like the viewership, yeah, the constant, yeah, like, yeah, something. Because like you also that. have to like upload mm-hmm. once. I think it's like once a week that you have to upload. Oh, you have to be like consistent on. <laughs> I could upload a different music track every week of my own stuff because I've got 
hundreds of tracks out there. That sets me for a couple of years. Already. Chris, I you, know a studio that can help you out. You heard it here first. Mm. Chris is going to be uh, working with us now. I think uploading. The, the, last, <laughs> the last things I uploaded, I just finished a soundtrack for a mobile video game called Battle Rage. And there were six tracks of music, uh, music on that. It's very heavy metal meets orchestral strings and uh, percussion. So I uploaded those videos. Before that, I uploaded a cover song, A Faster Car, a pretty popular song in the show fandom that I'm in. Then before that, I think it's been like, I don't know, a month and a half since I last uploaded a video. Nice. So, anyway. So, but, so, sorry, what did you have? No, but. No, I was going to circle around because you were talking about Star Wars. Yes. I just saw Solo. Okay, I haven't seen it. Neither have I, so. I'll tell you why I liked it without getting spoilery. I hated what they did with marketing and commercials and trailers and everything like that. I thought, this is too too mainstream. It's too Fast and Furious style. Uh, I hated what they did with the Star Wars main theme by John Williams. They made it like this big epic. It didn't work for me. I'm like, yeah. oh, this movie's going to suck. Plus, everyone saw all of the press beforehand. You know, there are issues with the actors, issues with the previous director, etc., yeah. etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera. I went and saw the movie by myself. I had a day to myself, went and saw a matinee, and I loved it. Really? And I don't know if it's because my standards were set really low or if it's because it's in a really good movie. I've seen a lot of posts online from friends that they also really liked it, but some think it's still going to be considered a bomb. Uh, well, it, it failed over the weekend. Yeah. Opening weekend, it did not make... It's budget enough. was like 140 million or something. Yeah, it was, and they they haven't made nearly enough. Yeah, and you know what sucks is like an American market is much. Um, it's harder to make it in the American market than making it globally. Yeah. So yeah, I think I remember seeing a while ago that new movie makers are trying to find more ways to, um, to cater to Chinese audiences yes. because they have a huge market yeah. there. So that's. That's basically the summation of that. Oh, uh, I loved the movie and was pleasantly surprised by it. And maybe because of that bad, bad marketing that I mentioned, maybe that's why it's not getting the views it needs. Yeah. Know, so. And you know what? I was I was on the boat as well of like, this movie's going to be trash. Yeah. Um, I definitely thought that before. And it's... I'm still on that boat. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend of mine. I, have an, I, have, uh, I used to work for a company that was British. Uh-huh. So I have a lot of English friends that they tend to watch the movie prior to that I get to do it. Yeah. Just because of the time difference. So he posted, he's like, I don't give up yeah. spoilers. And he just yeah. started writing all the damn spoilers. Oh, no. And my curiosity took, got the best of me and mm-hmm. I read. So I, if, mm-hmm. if, if he actually did what, he th- what I think he did, because I don't know. Yeah. If he actually spoiled the movie for me. That I'm a I'm a little upset about yeah. it, uh, but it's only my fault because it's on Facebook yeah. and you could just skip the comment. Uh-huh. And, but he hated the movie. He thought mm. it was the worst thing that mm. had ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I can definitely see that. Uh, like the one critique I have, uh, biggest critique. I'll tell you a couple things that don't get into spoilery. Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian is fantastic. He's okay. amazing, amazing stuff for the character. Uh, I forget the name of the actor who plays young Han. He did a good job, but to me, it was a little 
a little too much swagger and hey, I'm gonna, this is gonna be great, I'm gonna handle everything. He did that a little stronger than Harrison Ford did. Okay. I think it was a little too much. Okay. Um, but he still did a good job. Uh, the rest of the cast was great. I, it was very enjoyable. The score, John Powell did the score. He did fantastic, did amazing, uh, fit right into the, um, the music scene for Star Wars. So, so if you had to, if you had to rate the movie between Rogue One, which I think is a fantastic Mm -hmm. movie. I loved Rogue Mm -hmm. One. I like everything about Rogue One. Uh And I know a lot of Star Wars fans hate me for saying this, but Rogue One was amazing. Mm -hmm. So if you had to do compare Rogue One, Episode Eight, and Solo, Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Which is known critically yeah. as like one of the worst Star Wars movies mm-hmm. like ever to come out. I think so I'm trying to think from like the typical Star Wars fan viewpoint and okay. overall viewpoint. I think it would I think it would be above episode eight, but maybe not more than Rogue One. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a fair one. And then quick summation, I have a friend I was talking to about uh, The Last Jedi. He absolutely hated it. Okay. Uh, but I was explaining to him how I enjoyed it, but not. Um, but I went in, into it with the mindset, yes, I know this is going to be very different. Completely new directors, writers, new direction. And as a movie itself, I thought it did very well. It's so different from the rest of the Star Wars movies, yes. though. And it feels a little out of place when you look at it in that context. Yes. So I went, we did a live show with uh, Backseat Directors. So shout out to Andre. Uh, we did a we did a live podcast, so mm-hmm. we were recording live, and we did everything live. We we pulled people from the audience to to talk to us about Star Wars. We even had Star Wars trivia. It's mm-hmm. a great night, fun night. Mm-hmm. Totally would do it again. Um, so we went to watch this together, and when we came out, I was like, it wasn't the worst movie that yeah. I've watched. There was a difference with Star Wars. There, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that it didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was there. Um, he hated. Yeah, <laughs> he hated the movie. He's a, and like a lot of people complain about Luke, like it wasn't mm-hmm. a Luke. It wasn't Luke, yeah. and to me the the scene between Luke and Kylo was like the complete badass thing that ever so happened. Like the one at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was amazing, mm-hmm. um, but they played a lot of things, and I feel they played with my emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Because we all thought that Leia and Han were raised parents yeah. which would have fit with the books mm-hmm. if you've ever read the books Heck yeah freaking um, oh my gosh what was the woman's name who is like Luke's uh, main lover in the books i forgot her name i yeah but I like forget. how she started as a sith or I'll something tell you. that was actually a perfect picture yeah, sure. what was that name yeah ah <laughs> uh, memory <laughs> But like um, she started as a Sith, and then, or maybe she was a bounty hunter. I forget. But anyway, yeah, she was expanded um, universe that's now all been retconned. For real though, like they should have never done that. Like this was your source mm-hmm. to make more movies. I was hoping they were gonna go with like the the solo kids they had. With yes, the twins. And ben Solo and what was her her name? Jana. Uh, Jaina. Jaina. Yeah. Like that. Jaina, and then there was another one which I don't remember. Yeah. But there was three. It was two boys and a girl. Mm-hmm. Ben turns to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And then the two siblings have to go fight him and bring him back to the light. And then that's also after Chewie dies saving his life and yeah. stuff. But, yep. you know, that, that doesn't matter now, I guess. Right. So no spoilers for you because yeah, hey, hey. the extended universe. Our producer is just like mouth <laughs> dropped open. The just ruined it for me. 
Extended Universe Ruined. I saw a Star Wars book at Barnes & Noble that was a Star Wars zombie book. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I own that book. I own, I used the, to own that the book. The cover's like a Stormtrooper Storm with yes. the, the mask um, taken off and he's like zombie flesh yes. behind the helmet and stuff. Yes. That oh book gosh. is amazing. I haven't read it. I Crap. I forgot the name of it, but it's like one of the best Star really? Wars books that I've read. I gotta read it. It's, so it doesn't have any... The only Star Wars that has in it is the Stormtroopers. Yeah. That's it. Uh, if I remember correctly. Mm. But um, basically the premise is they're in this... Um, they're in this uh, stormtrooper, like imperial starfighter thing. Mm. That's a jail. Okay. And um, our main character wakes up and like there's sick people around him. Mm-hmm. And there's this, I, th- I if I remember correctly, like there's this part where the stormtrooper comes and he's like getting sick. He's like save yourself and opens the gate mm. for him to like leave. Interesting. And then they just have to figure out like what the hell is going on and yeah. all this. It's Get the book. It's so good. All right. Fun book to read. Sweet. I would not mind seeing that in like yeah. a Star Wars like movie or nice. short. It was so good. Someone should adapt that as like a fan film. Um, I, I got to be in a Star Wars fan film uh, not too long ago. Shut up. Yeah, it was this uh, film team out in Europe. And they contacted me to record voiceover as Darth Vader. Nice. Because the guy they had before, you know, he wasn't up to par or anything like that. And obviously, you know, I don't have a too similar voice to James Earl Jones, but... No one I re- does. <laughs> I, right. I recorded the lines as best to his uh, portrayal as I could. Did a little vocal editing, you know, you do the pitch shift, you do yeah. the in-helmet sound and everything. And I thought it turned out alright. Uh, I haven't been able to share the movie yet, because they're just doing, like, small um, film festivals over in Europe. We're trying okay. to get some here in America. But uh, once it does, I'm going to pimp the crap out of that because I'm going to go back. I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> that just goes up to your IDMB. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. play Darth Vader. Like, Heck yeah. That's, voice of give, Vader. give me a little preview. I would love to like voice Darth Vader in a future Star Wars video game and stuff. Because uh, there's been like six different actors for Darth Vader in video games. You know, so and none of them is there. really that great. Mm-hmm. So, so can like, you give all, me a little preview of your yeah, Darth Vader? Yeah, so like, it was all in the delivery, and okay. I'm still probably not going to get it good enough, but I was studying James Earl Jones, studying as in watching all the Star Wars movies, and, uh... <laughs> studying. Right? This Research is... Research material. You know what's funny, though? Like, yeah. people in the industry, right? Like, so, mm. I like making movies, mm. and so, my wife would come home, and she'll be like, what are you doing? Studying, yeah, but you're watching Star Wars or you're watching Indiana Jones or The Matrix, yeah, studying <laughs> like I'm learning mm-hmm. how to do this, mm-hmm. and it's just up to like uh, probably about a year now that she understands me watching something over and over again. It's not necessarily because I'm being lazy, but it's because mm-hmm. I'm actually learning, and she's seen it in my work how yeah. progressively it's gotten better just uh, because yeah. of replicating or mm-hmm. you know doing stuff like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. you were studying, yeah, so like the delivery, um. For this one line, it was supposed to be like, uh, Thank you, General Tax. I'll take it from here. Just like the way he enunciates, I'll take it from here, type thing. And then, you know, you do the pitch shift, you make it a little deeper, a little more James Earl Jones, yeah. a little more robotic and metal in the helmet and everything like that. And it turned out sounding pretty all right. Nice. Uh, I'll have to send you the clip. Um, if I... If, I'll see if the movie's online yet. It's like this 10-minute short film. But uh, they sent me the scene. I dubbed it. And uh, it was really fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, you're you're a big nerd. 
Yeah. You're a huge nerd. Heck yeah. And, and I learned that, like, how long ago was this? Like, three, four weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, so... About a month ago the now. The first time we met, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you're you're big into anime. Mm-hmm. And I remember that we were talking about scores in games. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite scores, I actually owned the album for The Witcher 3. Yeah, someone also mentioned that on the show I was on. That was like, me. Was <laughs> that was totally that? me, okay, yeah. Okay, sweet. So... See, here's the thing. I know I've heard it, but the Witcher series is one I haven't played through. Okay. Um, is it on Xbox? Yes. Okay, yeah. So I need to play through that. Recently, I've been... Here's the thing. I also, like, look up a bunch of stuff about the new games. New game releases, a new God of War, and the score by Bear McCreary. Oh, I heard that was games, amazing. Like that. The thing is, I don't get around to playing them until, yes. like, years later. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, I'm playing through Assassin's Creed Revelations right now, which came out in, like, 2012 uh, or something. I've, that's one game that I've beaten. Uh-huh. I love it. Love that series. Um, Jesper Kidd did fantastic music in those. And then Austin Wintory did Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Okay. Um, that one just became free on the Xbox. So I downloaded yes, it. Yes, I think I did just download that. Yep. I gotta play that. I have because I love that type of. World so too. I hate. So I love Assassin's Creed. I love mm. one, two, three, mm-hmm. um, Brotherhood, and Revelations yeah. is the in betweens with Ezio. Revelations is what ends Ezio's, Ezio's path. Story, yeah. Um, and then you have Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after three was what? Black Flag. Black Flag, and then yeah. you have Rogue and mm-hmm. Unity. So from. Probably revelations, like I can see the shift of like yeah, how really. things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert for people that are Assassin's Creed fan. Um, what's his face? Desmond dies. Yeah, like after doesn't he die in Revelations? He dies in Revelations, mm-hmm. and that's when I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it's like, all right, well now we don't have anyone I care about anymore. Right, because you cared, like I cared so much about Desmond. Mm-hmm. Like he was my guy. Like that was my dude. Yeah. Like we went way back. He was, he was the connection for all of the assassins together. Exactly. You know? And now I see why they killed them because they wanted to get you more involved in the mm-hmm. story. So I remember the first time that I uploaded um, Black Flag, it was like, yeah. No, it was Assassin's Creed Three when they went with the route of, oh, hi, initiate. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna, your descendant is like this Native American kid. Yeah. And you need to figure it out. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I don't, I don't like being the main character. So, but the story was great. I love three cool, cool. because I'm a big, I'm a history buff. Yeah. I love, 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 love history. I, I have a degree in history. I'm not a history buff per se, but I love historical fiction. Uh, particularly in only like the past few hundred years, which is why Syndicate appeals to me so much. Okay. So you're a big fan of the Industrial Revolution. That, uh, yeah, Industrial Revolution. Early... Uh, 1800s to now, yeah. stuff like that. So uh, when I learned about that one, I was like, oh, I got to play through that one. So I'm finishing up uh, Revelations. Okay. I don't have Black Flag. I do have three, so I'll probably do three and then get to Syndicate. Okay. Uh, but then Black Flag also has a different composer. That's Brian Tyler. And I'm a huge Brian Tyler fan. Really? I love his scores. I love okay. his tracks. Nice. Very fun. I, I just hated the, the direction that he went. Like, they could have gone yeah. so many directions, and I see them going through the Industrial Revolution. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hated the fact that they were like, oh, got to make up a gang now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that that's not... Yeah, so in Syndicate, you got to, like, build up your gang, and you got to take over sort London. Sort of like building up the Brotherhood, you know? Building up the Brotherhood, okay. but it's gangs now, and I'm like, I don't feel it. It doesn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game. It feels yeah. like now you're going towards, like, Grand Theft Auto. Okay. You know? Um, but that's true. To be fair, 
I didn't play Syndicate from beginning to end. I started Syndicate, and then it was a really good, enticing beginning. Okay. Um, so now I have to finish Syndicate, and then I'll definitely think about if I like it. All right. But Black Flag, I wasn't a fan of. Okay. And I love pirates. Yeah. Love, love, love pirates, but I wasn't a fan of Black Flag. Have you played Sea of Thieves? I have played Sea of Thieves. It's a very fun game. Yeah. Really fun. Friends. Hard. Yeah, it's, it's a little difficult. I love playing with friends, mostly because of the shenanigans you can do. You know? Yes. That's my favorite thing about video games, really. You, it, it, um, if it's single player, it has to have an amazing story. Yes. If it's multiplayer, you have to make it as fun as you can with people that you can play with. I hate playing multiplayer games online with just random people because I don't feel that connection. I'm right. not having fun with people I know. I love gaming with friends. Yes. So it takes you back to the old LAN party days. Yep. Uh, finding a good co-op game you can play with friends like Sea of Thieves yep. or anything like that is just so much fun to do. Yeah. I'm playing um, through the Mass Effect series again. Okay. Because I love it. I'm on three now. I just like <laughs> my face. I like that mess. And I'm on, <laughs> I'm on three now. And people will say what you will about the storyline for three, the way it ended and everything like that but I love the multiplayer uh, aspect they added to it okay and I'm playing uh, the multiplayer it's like a it's like a horde mode with the waves of enemies mm -hmm. coming for you and it's all co-op so I love playing co-op against an AI yes. working together with other players yeah so that's the aspect I, like. I love that was um, so for me the, the game that really solidified that aspect of gaming mm -hmm. was uh, Gears of War really oh nice I so I hate Halo mm-hmm so my first Xbox 360 game was Gears. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine, my best friend, he had it, and I played it with him, and mm -hmm. I would go over to his house after school just to play Gears. Mm -hmm. And we would spend hours like trying to do Horde 1 through 100, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, um, And all, he was a lot better at it than I was because I was new to, to mm -hmm. Xbox. I mean, I was in high school, and I still had a PlayStation 2. Mm -hmm. You know, I, Xbox 360 was like it was me working thing. hard. Yeah. yeah. So I actually, I had a job. I was actually running a, uh, a video store. Okay. Um, little known fact is that I ran a video store for, for a dude before. I used to watch movies all day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what no, you do at a video store. No, used to research all day. Right, right. Yeah. It was research and making sure that I could like recommend uh -huh. good movies. Exactly. Uh, you got to know what the audience will like. So. You're in, until you get those creepy old men, they're like, hey, where's your, um, your pornography section? Yeah. I'm like, it's over there in the corner, man. Just don't. Uh -huh. Don't do anything stupid. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, so after a while with that little money that I earned from there, I bought my first Xbox 360 and I bought Gears 2. Nice. Played the story. Wow. Yeah, amazing I, really story. Enjoy, I really enjoyed that series. And then uh, John DiMaggio, who is uh, the voice for Marcus, Marcus Phoenix, did yeah. fantastic in that. Um, I mean, every voice actor there was just... They were great, yeah. Freaking um, the guy who voiced the, uh, the athlete... I forgot his name. Coltrane? Yeah, who voiced Coltrane? I know he plays Terry Tate, office linebacker, but I forget his real name. I. Oh, man, he did fantastic in that. I used to get him and... Um... Oh, my gosh, I just forgot his name. Terry Crews? Yeah, I used to get him. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. That's Because uh -huh. that's the first person that came to my head was Terry yeah. Crews voicing <laughs> uh, like Coltrane. Terry Crews. Yeah, uh, but that's... I mean, Gears was an amazing series. And then the one... Okay, so... Because you're a composer, and I think you would probably appreciate this, yeah. Halo Reach, mm -hmm. the music of Halo Reach is what made that game uh, amazing. Yeah. It had a good story mm -hmm. with that amazing like soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wanted to like die right? by the end of it everything. It's such an emotional soundtrack. I was watching 
uh, a video with Martin O'Donnell talking about the new approach he took to it and the types of chords he was doing it, throwing uh, the theme from a Dorian to a Phrygian, and it's all like technicalities and stuff. But listening to it, the score is very tragic because if yes. you know the story to reach, it's a sad, tragic story yes. where, long story short, everyone dies. <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> Almost. Almost. There. Uh, what yeah. was his name? George? No, th- jo- George is the first to die. June, we never see him die. The sniper. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Him and the, the scientist are the two that don't die because well, he's yeah. protecting the scientist. Yeah. Um, Dr. Halsey. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that that score. So it, it is fantastic. But so if I can go back, you said you hated Halo? Yes. Why? Because okay. I love Halo so much, but I want to hear your take on it now. Okay, so... I like hearing other opinions, you know? The, okay. the only Halo game that I really love is mm-hmm. Halo Reach. Okay. Halo 1, like I even, when I first got my Xbox, I went and I bought the, the Halo collection. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I love Halo Reach. I'm going to give Halo a fair, like, a fair, a fair trial here. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't deal with, like... The, the crappy acting, <laughs> it killed it for me. It was just like... I mean, yeah, that was still, uh, that was still early in video game development. I mean, the first right. game came out in, what, 2001? Right, so, and I'm not going to crucify yeah. it over, like, the, the choppy graphics mm-hmm. and, like, all that. But it was just... There were games that came out around the time. Gears 1. Yeah. It, it, it was the competitor for Halo. Mm-hmm. You know, for, do, like, dominance over... The freaking um, yeah, Xbox. Yeah, because they were both Xbox exclusives. Exactly. So you have a game like Gears, and then you have a game like Halo, and you're like, why can't I get this Gear story? Halo, for me, wasn't a... I wasn't a big multiplayer fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a fan, excuse me. I wasn't a big multiplayer advocate because I didn't have internet in my home growing up. Yeah. So I played games for story. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming from games like uh, Red Dead Revolver. Mm. Uh, you know... Final Fantasy. Not I've I've never played a Final Fantasy game Ooh. in my life. I got me into good storylines. But anyway, um, but you know I knew of Final Fantasy. I knew of the storylines that it mm-hmm. had in it, but I never played them. Um, I was coming from Metal Gear Solid, the one for PlayStation okay, yeah. One, and then Metal Gear Solid Two and Three. So I'm playing mm-hmm. all these amazing, enticing stories. Yeah, they do have that rich stories. From yeah. the first chapter, it just gets you. Mm-hmm. Halo for me. The first chapter, if I remember correctly, is trying to escape a ship. Yeah. And so. it wasn't enticing. They didn't give me a story. Mm-hmm. They didn't introduce characters appropriately. It was like, mm-hmm. these are aliens. Run. Yeah, I think that's what... Here's what Halo had going for it. I can absolutely agree with you. It's not a new, crazy, interesting story. The biggest reason it got so big it did, because uh, starting in Halo 2, you you know you could do the connections on the original Xbox. You could do console LAN parties, yes. stuff like that. That's what really launched it. Yeah. And then, you know, stories start developing a little more in 2 and 3. Then you've got Reach and ODST, yeah. where they do more backstory, more side stories, interesting stuff. A lot of people really don't like what they're doing with Halos 4 and 5, mm-hmm. um, which I totally get, because, you know... The multiplayer aspect has been changed. Five made a huge mistake where they didn't allow multiplayer on the same console. Really? That was a huge mistake on 343's and Microsoft's part. But um, Well, that's what I, happens when Bungie goes away, right? Right. But I really like what they're doing with the new story. The new story's intriguing. You've got these great um, character arcs between the Master Chief and Cortana now, which are happening in the newer games, which you haven't played them, have you? Um, I've played a little, I played a little bit of three. Mm-hmm. I played four. 
again, my best friend. Mm-hmm. He was a huge Halo fan. Yeah. I was a huge Gears fan. He was a huge yeah, Halo fan. Yeah. Uh, so I played four with him, mm-hmm. um, and I played multiplayer, obviously, in all mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, so 1, 2, and 3, obviously about the Covenant invasion, fighting back the aliens, saving humanity, all of that. Right. 4 and 5 are interesting because they have a little bit of that aspect as well, but the biggest intrigue to me is they've taken a huge new character arc with Cortana, the AI from the right. first few games. Wasn't she like the lover now to... Uh... Right, so it's not exactly a romantic relationship, but it's... Mm. To Michael? John. John, me. yeah. Master Chief. Yeah. So it's not so much a romantic uh, relationship. It's more of like the companionship. Uh, and like, so I guess there's like a little bit of romance in there, but it's mostly implied on Cortana's part. Yeah. Because here's what's going on, if you don't mind me getting too spoilery. So in like the first few games, Cortana's the AI that's been designed to help humanity, help Master Chief. She's like one of the first true AIs. She's right. got her own personality, her own choices. She's basically the most advanced thing. Skynet. Well, yes, uh, <laughs> Skynet. In Halo 4, we learn that Cortana's been around for so many years, and since she is an, an AI, she's a computer, she's deteriorating. She's getting out of date. Her data's getting a little bit messed up. She actually starts developing like multiple split personalities from split AIs within herself. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of 4, you seemingly sacrifice her uh, in this big battle to stop the uh, Protheans. Is it Protheans or Prometheans? I'm getting Halo and Mass Effect mixed up. But, um, uh, so that happens, she's gone. Halo 5 comes around, and uh, she is seemingly back because she has integrated herself with the Prothean and supposedly fixed herself to become the perfect AI. Okay. What does that mean? She is taking the Skynet route. Uh, she wants to... Basically, not enslave humanity, but uh, basically point a gun at them and be like, hey, be good. Right. Or I'm going to mess you up type right. thing. But she's still extremely sympathetic and attached to John, to Master Chief. So you see this really fun, uh, I say fun, probably is not the right word, this really interesting character development. Dynamic, yeah. Uh, his uh, obviously missing her in her absence. That's very apparent in the story then she comes back and they're both trying to get each other on their own side right and just seeing the heartbreak cortana is experiencing that she can't have john the way that they used to be you know and i absolutely love stories like that you have this person this character who is so close to the main character so close to the player who you're now forced to have as your main enemy and i love arcs like that whether it's from friend to enemy or enemy to friend so it's kind of like mm-hmm. the um, the guitar Knights of the Old Republic. Oh yeah! When you have to fight, when you find out first of all that uh-huh. you're a Sith. Yep. And yep. the entire time you were like the a main Sith. Character. Yeah. What was the dude's name? Darth Revan. Revan? Revan? Yeah. Oh, and then gosh. you have to fight uh, Darth Malak. Uh-huh. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then you have the choice. I mean, your choices pretty much dictate how. Uh, what was her name? Ballista. Yeah. The I think her name was might be. the Jedi that uh-huh. you're with. Um, your choices basically affect her, and she's basically like. If she she becomes, has her choice, right? If she becomes good, if she becomes bad, bad, then you have to fight her. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a very interesting thing, and I, I love that, that. So many years ago uh, on PC, <laughs> yeah, I played that on the the original Xbox, mm-hmm. um, and at, at this point, like I kind of like col- have collected mm-hmm. like the uh, the systems that I played. Mm-hmm. So I have a GameCube, mm-hmm. I have an OG Xbox, nice OG three sixty, uh-huh. and I have an Xbox One. I gave away my PlayStation Four mm-hmm. not too long ago. Um, but I need to get a PS2 and a PS1. Those yeah. are the hardest ones to find I still have because a, they mess up. <laughs> I still have a PS2, 
and a 360 and a 1. I want to get a PS4 so I can play a few exclusives on that, particularly when the remake of Final Fantasy VII gets made okay. whenever it gets done. Um, and Sometime in 2049. Other, right. And then a few <laughs> other games. It's 2049. Where's my game? Seriously. It's um, like, what the hell? But I was also going to say, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I was going to say, this is what dates us. The first time I played Knights of the Old Republic was on PC with burned CD copies. I didn't have the original. Wow. I burned them from a friend. Wow. And then bought the game. Jeez. Because that's what we did back in the day. That we is what we did. That, that is totally what we did. I had... I had a does few burn games. Burn, does anyone burn CDs anymore? Um, you know, recently, and by recently I mean about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Let's see, five years ago I would have been yeah, twenty two. So about five years ago, I was a dental assistant, uh-huh. and Beyonce's new album came out. Yeah, I forgot which one that was. Was that the big one with If You Like It? I don't, I don't remember, but I know that um, I I managed to get a copy of like the actual album. Uh-huh. And what the head assistant, head dental assistant, she was like, "Oh, I love Beyonce." And I was like, "I don't." So, <laughs> I made copies for everybody in the in the office, so everybody yeah. had a new Beyonce album. Mm-hmm. It was that simple, you yeah. know. And yeah, so that was like, I told my wife, "I'm like, I need to get some CDs." Oh, okay. And my daughter at the time was probably like seven ish. Uh-huh. She was like, what, why are you going to burn CDs? Like, why See, do all the, that? All the young kids watching this probably have no idea what we're talking about for yeah. burning CDs. All the, like, all why the, you burn it? All the Z-Gens. They oh don't, they don't yeah. know. Gen Zs, which I'm freaking... They're the real it's, zombies. It's Gen Z who are eating the Tide Pods, not yes. millennials. Yes. Please don't confuse us. Which, by the way, I held my first Tide Pod the other day. They're squishy. <laughs> Did you put it in your mouth? No! <laughs> I was, I was intrigued. I was not like, I feel the need to... Here's the thing. I did feel the need to pop it, but not in my mouth. I wanted to pop it like you do bubble wrap. You yes! Know? I wanted That's to like the normal thing. Because it, it's so squishy. Yeah. Actually, no, I, I don't want to bite into we it. We stopped using Tide Pods in my house. Yeah. Not because we have Z-Gens in, in the home. Mm-hmm. Not because of that. <laughs> but I, I was washing my comforter, uh-huh. and I threw a Tide Pod in there. And the Tide Pod plastic actually melted into Ooh. my comforter. So I take out my comforter. I'm like, what the hell is this? So now I have to like scrape it. So I was like, no more Tide Pods. Like, screw that. And, yeah. you know, especially since people are eating them, might as well just not yeah. even have them around. I saw, when that was a thing, I saw so many posts about people making sugar cookies with the Tide Pod frosting <laughs> the design and stuff. <laughs> or people are like having a Tide Pod donut, you know, it's just got the colored frosting on yeah. it. It's like, come on. Let's let's not it was guys. A, it was it was funny for a little bit. It it was I felt ashamed of being alive. Uh, until I saw that like people are actually doing it, I'm like, oh no, that's a problem. Yeah, I mean they have all these challenges. Like I remember the first the first first challenge that I remember people were doing online was mm-hmm. the cinnamon challenge. Yeah. And it's no, like it wasn't even that long ago. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, every time there's a challenge anywhere, online mm-hmm. or whatever, people mm-hmm. are doing them. There's always like an after effect about this, right? Yeah. And it's like if you Here's swallow why this cinnamon, challenge is a bad idea. Yes, if you swallow cinnamon, it's pretty damn obvious that you're gonna be choking because cinnamon yeah, if you is thick. Breathe it in. Yeah, it's thick. It's hot. Like it's powdery, you're choking. You know? Yeah, it's just dumb. Mm-hmm. Do the do the cocoa powder challenge. That's sweet. Yeah. And you're still going to choke because it's dry freaking powder. Do the um, cornstarch challenge because then after you blow it out, you stick a lighter in front of you and you can blow fire. 
I've totally done that before. Oh my gosh! Please don't do Corn that. Corn starch is flammable. I we do we do we do not. Uh, <laughs> we're not condoning this one. I will blow a fireball right in the studio <laughs> and burn the house down. He lost are, his beard. Now he'll lose his goatee. Yeah, I know, we're not. Singed all around <laughs> this area, and I'll have just mutton chops. Fun, okay. <laughs> Funny that you say burning off beards. Yeah. So you have a story. To share. I do. Oh my. So about two weeks ago now, it was uh, Nate's birthday. Yeah, Nate um, Drew. I couldn't go to that party I was filming. I really wanted to. He does a barbecue every Yes. Day. And it was pretty good uh-huh. barbecue. It's really mm-hmm. good. But before that, we I had to like do some cleaning. And I did a little bit of barbecue in myself because I had the, the grill in my car. Mm-hmm. So I had to like take it out. And I was like, you know what? I have all this meat. Might as well just grill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay. Hold on. What? Bubba, you can't, you can't do this. Hey. Hey, look at me. You can't. Go over there. Now. Does he need water or anything, Dad, or does he need food? Here. Okay. He just wants his daddy. I'll tell you, is there anything I can do for you, Uncle Stu? Do you, you want, want the switch? Food or drink? You don't want the switch? Okay. So you're going to sit right there? All right. Cool. Sit right there. <laughs> okay. And back. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. Nate's birthday party, mm. um, and I was like, you know, I have all this meat, might as well just barbecue it a little bit, and I barbecued it in front of the house, so like that, if my neighbors wanted to come, like, we could give them food, too. Yeah, like, totally. I really want to get rid of this food. Yeah. And so, uh, like, I have my daughter, my daughter's 13, mm. and I'm like, it's, you know, you gotta learn crap like this, mm. you know, I was, I was a super curious kid, I crashed my dad's car when I was 12. Don't know. He tried murdering me. Yeah. And anyone who knows me personally knows that that was not a joke. Like, it, it was a really bad... Oh, like, I grew up in a really yeah. bad family. Oh, no. uh, my mom was great. My dad was uh-huh. not. <laughs> uh-huh. So he almost killed me over yeah. this. Yeah. Rightfully so. Okay. Uh, but I crashed his car when I was... I wanted to learn how to drive. He just yeah. never wanted to teach me. Yeah. So, <laughs> I wanted to teach my daughter how to use a grill. Uh-huh. So we, I turn on... The, it's a propane one. I turn on the propane and, like, the fire's coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's get it hot enough for everything. And so we put it on and stuff, right? Everything's going dandy. And then my daughter's like, Dad, like the, the fire went out. I was like, oh, that's weird. And I go ahead and I click it and it comes back yeah, on. It and it's like, on. right. I was like, all right, cool. Everything's great. Like 10 minutes later, like I'm doing, what was I? We were doing yard work, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. We were cleaning up. And it's like, hey, it went out again. I was like, that's really weird. So I like, I get really close to it. And I'm like, huh, like there's gas coming in. That's weird. The lid was closed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that'll put it out. No oxygen. The, the lid was close, okay. and there was gas being fed into it. Oh, so, so I'm like, this is kind of weird. I'm like, hold on, let me try it. And it was not coming on. I was like, that's really weird. So I go to the next one. It's not coming uh-huh. on. The third one, not coming on. I was like, huh. So I go again. I pull it all the way off. I'm like, click. <laughs> and so slow motion, you see, uh-huh. like, I can see the fireball coming in. And it goes, I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. And it just comes and it engulfs like my entire face, and I and I managed to like pull back enough yeah. where it just sears this, and then like it caught my arm. That's why like I yeah, have it's, um, it's short right now. Yeah, so like, it's all short of that, and not even. Yeah, so all of that was gone. So I was like, well, that mm-hmm. sucks. And my daughter's like, Dad, are you okay? Yeah. And I was like, I'm fine. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like it, I was in pain a little bit because mm-hmm. it had burned. Um, and then, like, my wife was like, what happened? And I'm like, 
well, fire just came to my face. And she has, like, the biggest face. So she's like, oh, my gosh, are you all right? Yeah. Like, it, do we have to go to the doctor? Do we have mm-hmm. to go to the hospital? I'm like, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. Starts dying of laughter okay, yeah. because that happened. After you know you're okay, <laughs> then you can laugh at it. My wife is that type of person, uh-huh. right? She'll, she'll be like, are you okay? Even if she wants to laugh. Mm-hmm. Once you, like, identify you're okay, you're going to live, you're not going to die, she'll laugh. Yeah. Me, on the other hand... I laughed first yeah. while asking, are you okay? okay. There was this little <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Like, my daughter, okay. It was uh, all four of us. My son, my, my wife, my daughter, and myself. Mm-hmm. We were all in Target. And we were going to go to the movie, so we decided to eat something at Target while we were shopping. And we sit down at the, the dining place, and this little girl, it was still snowing. This was back, like, in early March, I think. Mm-hmm. This little girl comes running. And all, like, she ran and she, like, slid with, like, in an angle and just, that's all you hear. Oh. I start laughing. Yeah. My daughter starts laughing, like, out loud, though. Oh. And I'm like, you can't laugh, like, that loud. Like, yeah. that's just wrong. You're laughing to yourself. Yeah. yeah I, well, it was obvious. I was yeah. just like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You busted your ass in the most hilarious <laughs> fashion. And what made it even funnier was her grandpa, it was her grandpa, mm-hmm. was walking. And he's like, all right, so what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. What do you Did, want? Didn't even acknowledge that she <laughs> fell. And was just like, what do you want? Like, oh, immediately. Gosh. So, my wife was like, you can't be teaching the kids that. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to make sure that they're okay mm-hmm. first. And I was like, yeah, I can't help it. Uh-huh. If I look at the person that I'm laughing at mm-hmm. and trying to be serious, like, I'm going to laugh in their face. Yeah. So, I'd rather just laugh and be like, hey, hi, are you okay? Because that was funny. Yeah. And then be concerned, you know. You're like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's happened too. Yeah. So it's really great. Even when I was in the military and, fun, and like mm-hmm. things were blowing up and it was just in a funny manner, like I would laugh first. Yeah. Um, my mom always said, it's like, oh, it's because you're nervous. I'm like, no, I just find things funny. No, that was like um, we went to my aunt when my aunt passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at the, at the viewing and I just see her there. And she has like a bit of a smirk. So I just start bawling, oh. laughing. My mom's oh, like, you're God. nervous. I'm like, no, it's just funny. Look at her face. Yeah. It was the f- it, I really stopped going sad, to funerals. It's also really funny. Yeah, I stopped going to like showings. Like, what are the wakes? Oh, viewing? Yeah. yeah. I guess. Awakes. Wakes, yeah. Yeah, I just stopped going to wakes. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't see a dead person. I'll laugh. Mm-hmm. I will literally laugh just because of the way they look. But anyhow. Goodness. <laughs> That's so no no cornstarch you will burn okay, yourself. Cool. But so I was also gonna say so you you know how to grill you know you're yeah. uh, you're of South American heritage yes as, as am I big barbecue fan big uh. grilling fan so when you're when you're say grilling most of the people when people say we're gonna go grill something they do like hot dogs and hamburgers I want to know what you were grilling um we were grilling some uh, pork steaks I guess that you would call them yeah. Some proper steaks, uh-huh. and obviously the American mm-hmm. burger as yeah, well, yeah. which was really good. Mm-hmm. It was surprisingly good. Nice. Um, and that, I think that was all I, I really had. Mm-hmm. Like I had a lot of pork steak and mm-hmm. like ac- proper steak, beef steak. Mm-hmm. I love um, making my own burgers and getting Polish dogs and all that's great. Although my dad is Argentine and has taught me the way of Argentine grilling. We get like we get like the, the flank steak. steak, short ribs, yeah. uh, skirt steak, Italian sausage, oh, yeah. marinated chickens. Like, oh, that's how you grill. You yes. Know, so just this last 
Um, I think it was Saturday. No, mm-hmm. maybe a little sooner than that. Uh, one of my best friends, uh, an ex-Marine, came over to my house with his wife. Mm-hmm. And we went, like, I didn't have time to marinate the meats. I went yeah, to yeah. Rancho Market, and I was like, give me they, this, this, and that. Good stuff. Oh, they're marinated yeah. meat. It's just so good. And mm-hmm. we just grilled it, and then we got hit with a rainstorm. So it was pretty fun grilling was in it, the rainstorm. I think I know the one you're talking about. Uh, if it was just a couple week- weekends ago? Yeah, it was actually a few days ago, I think. Just a few days ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it rained on Saturday. Uh, no, on Sunday, didn't it? Yeah, it might have been Sunday. Mm-hmm. It might have been Sunday, yeah. I know that because I've been filming every weekend for okay. a local film around here, Twice the Dream, which is the movie I was talking about last yes. time I was filming. But um, So we get to set around 3 in the afternoon, and we're delayed by about an hour because the rain just came in so hard. Yeah. We were shooting in mid-bale, and okay. even, even there it was strong. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. Like It, was, it started hailing. It did for us too. I was like, what the hell? We're in May. Like a minute, but yeah, but it was still hailing. Uh, like, what the hell is going on with the world, man? I'm on the sound team for this film shoot, so I'm like, I we can't record anything in this hail. Yeah, I can't no. hear a freaking thing. I mean, sometimes you could like modify a scene if it starts raining. You yeah. can modify your scene. Yeah. Like, you know what? Rain wouldn't be that bad in this scene, so hail? let's get it. Hail on the other hand. It's just like, yeah. all right, and action. <laughs> <laughs> and then getting slapped with, yeah. like, ice in your face. It's just not the greatest thing. Mm. But so you wrote, since you brought up Twice the Dream, yeah, you wrote uh, all, all of the music or some of the music? Uh, so or almost, most? almost all of the songs. What okay. we, uh, to recap what this film is about, it's a yes. family film. Girls want to go uh, find their dream of singing and being in bands and being uh, artists and stuff. So for this movie, uh, we're in filming right now. We have a couple more weekends to do. Uh, Before we started filming, I actually produced the songs that we're using in the movie, the actual songs that are used in the scenes when the girls are at a venue and they're singing a song with the band. So we shot that like a music video. We got all the songs done first, then we're doing filming, and then we'll be in post-production where I'll also work on the soundtrack, the orchestra and everything like that. Right. So the writer and director of the film, Savannah Diallo, she wrote the lyrics for the songs. I produced them in my studio, wrote all the music, recorded them, brought in the the actors and singers for the movie and recorded them. And uh, we have three songs that are used contextually in the movie for like concert scenes and stuff like that. Two more songs that are going to be used as like background songs, uh, but not really featured where people are singing them. And then one other song that's been produced um, more for like publicity. Okay. Which actually that one is... So kind of like the trailer music? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's by the band in the movie, Epic Chance. Okay. They're like a uh, early 2000s Blink-182 pop-punk band. Nice. So so it's really fun working in that. So we uh, got the songs done. We're in the middle of filming now, and then we'll do all the post and uh, soundtrack work this summer. Nice. Mm-hmm. So your your summer's gonna be pretty pretty packed. Yeah. Because you're still you still do that YouTube uh, show. Mm-hmm. You're good. You're doing twice the dream. You're gonna be working on twice the dream, mm-hmm. and then you have personal projects as well. Yeah. Games and. Here here's what I've got going for me this summer. Uh, I just finished producing music for UCW Zero, a local wrestling league. Okay. I produced a bunch of heavy rock and metal for them to use for their stuff. Uh, sent that off to the director two days ago. So that was just recently. Uh, next week, I'm getting started on writing three songs for one video game and then two songs for another. Uh, just quick things for clients. 
Uh, I'll be working on the music for Twice the Dream this summer, as well as Amarog, a Amazon Prime web series being produced by the same production team. Okay. So working on that. Uh, we just got all of the funding for another video game I'm working on on Kickstarter called Solar Warden. That one's actually pretty cool because it's a in-space flight uh, simulator and battle game where you're uh, in charge of a whole fleet of ships defending Earth from um, Meteor Tracks. Solar Warden, the name itself is actually this big conspiracy theory about the governments of the world basically setting up uh, spies and weapons in space orbiting Earth. Nice. So that's, actually, if you look it up online, you'll find those conspiracy theories. But that's what this game is. The Solar Warden program of Earth is this in-space military that will stop any oncoming asteroids, alien attacks, anything coming to Earth. And it's all this big secret and stuff. So you control uh, the fleet of ships as well as you can take control of any one ship and pilot it. Uh, it's really great graphics. The director of this game was on the graphics team for the first Mass Effect game. So it looks really awesome. The music I'm working on it is really fun. It's this big, epic, space, sci-fi uh, music. I'm having a lot of fun with it. So we just finished our Kickstarter campaign. We got all of our funding, which nice. is awesome. And I'll be starting on the rest of the music for that this summer as well. Nice. So let's see. I've got those games. I've got that movie. I'm bidding for another movie being produced by Lionsgate. I can't say what the movie is yet because they're all being hush-hush uh, about it. But I can say it's a feature-length film being produced by Lionsgate, and I'm trying to get the bid for that. I've actually been in talks for them for about a year now. Okay. So we're hoping nice. to have a decision in the next month or so. So nice. we'll see. So when you're, when you're writing your music for mm -hmm. whatever it is, like, where do, are you drawing that inspiration? Does it have nods to, like, other composers like John Williams and mm -hmm. so on? Or Yeah, so whenever I'm working on a project uh, and it has to be in a certain genre requirement, anything like that the director wants, I immerse myself in that genre. Uh, I'm let, Let's see, when I'm working on uh, the songs for the movie Twice the Dream, you know, it's got some pop punk, it's got some acoustic pop, uh, very Lizzie McGuire's type, type stuff. I immerse myself in that. I was listening to all those bands exclusively. I was listening to that genre exclusively. Uh, when I was working on a family film earlier this year uh, called Ghost in the Family, uh, it's this film that was made out in LA. I was one of the assistant composers for. I listened to only family film soundtracks, to romantic comedy soundtracks, to very light stuff of very varying composers like Evan Evans, uh, John Powell, um, John um, Debney, a lot of composers who work in that genre a lot. So oftentimes I'll immerse myself in the genre. I'll study, listen and watch to the genre, to the style that we're going for. Yeah. Um, if I can ever get a physical copy of scores, I love looking at those because you can only hear so much with your ear. If you can actually see what instruments are doing, you can get ideas from those. And um, you basically get familiar with the form, the structure, and then you write based off of that. Very much how like a novel writer knows how to write a good romance story or a good mystery. At this point, there needs to be a shift. At this point, there needs to be a character arc that gets brought out, etc., etc. You apply that same mindset to working in a genre, whether it's in music or acting or anything like that. If you can familiarize yourself with the structure and the genre, then you can then use that knowledge to apply it to whatever you're working on. And then you make it more interesting by adding your own flair to it. So, nice. Mm -hmm. So what is your... Obviously, you get influenced by 
mm-hmm. all the music that you listen to. Mm-hmm. So it must suck listening to music sometimes because you're like, I mean, oh, I could do this better. Or, man, why didn't I put this in like okay, this yeah. song, you know? Yeah, there are moments like that, yeah. definitely. So <laughs> how, do you, how do you discover your own sound? Because when you're, mm-hmm. when you're a director or a screenwriter or a producer, you've you got to find your niche. You've got to mm-hmm. find like your style of what you enjoy. Obviously, we get inspired by like, like my, my biggest influence is a, uh, Edgar Wright. Yeah, I think he's amazing director, mm-hmm. uh, especially cutting to the beat and making things like that. Like that's what I want to be able to do mm-hmm. properly. Uh, but I still have my own style of edits, and I still have my own style of filming a particular thing. Mm-hmm. How do you find your sound? Well, what it comes down to, in very simple terms, is what do I think I would enjoy as an audience member? Okay, and I love. Uh, epic genres. I love fantasy. I love in-your-face punchiness. So a lot of the music I produce, especially for more action-oriented stuff like this sci-fi game, Solar Warden, or this shooter game I just worked on, Battle Rage, I want something that is simple yet will punch you in the face. So I'm definitely not as intricate a writer as, say, John Williams or Michael Kamen or anything like that. I think I draw the most influence in my writing style from composers like Steve Jablonski, um, uh, Alan Silvestri, uh, Brian Tyler, because they'll do a lot of action rhythm stuff, uh, some fun melodies, a lot of them very simple melodies. For example, uh, Alan Silvestri, The Avengers. You have your main theme for The Avengers, it's got that rhythm, and so you've got that fun, intricate um, rhythm that happens with the low strings, with the woodwinds, everything like that. But when it comes to the really big payoff, it's a very simple melody. But it comes in with such vigor and uh, and power that it just soars and goes amazing. It goes in the strings and the French horns playing the melody together with the trumpets doing the octave up. And the chord progression just all fits in very well. It's a very satisfying melody to hear. Right. And that's the style of music I really enjoy listening to, and I really love writing. The music I wrote for Solar Warden, um, I'll have to show you a sample after this. Definitely. But it's very much in that sense. I go for more of a fanfare theme, because this is a militaristic um, group the player is with. Right. So the melody we're doing with that is very a fanfare. dun, dun. Featured in the mid and high brass. Very militaristic, but uh, with a lot of mix of electronics and grittiness like you'd hear in Mass Effect or Gears of War. Uh, I forget who did the first Gears of War game, but I believe the second and third one were Steve Jablonski. And I love his writing style. I think he also... I may be getting him mixed up with Marco Beltrami, but I know one of them also did the Transformer movies. Okay. I think it's Steve Jablonski. Yep. Sweet. Marco Beltrami did the newest uh, Terminator movie, which I love that one as well. Uh, The soundtrack. It was uh, really... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, So, as far as my sound goes, yeah, I love that epic punch-you-in-the-face sound. Another good example of another project that I just finished, I'm working with a local singer named Alicia Blickfeld. Um, we're working on a whole album for her of epic orchestra that she can sing over. So imagine, if you will, a mix of Hans Zimmer and Howard Shore's Lord of the Rings right. with uh, singing vocals over it. 
So we produced a bunch of songs. Uh, one's online right now of uh, this power orchestra, very big, thick, Hans Zimmer-esque orchestra in a fantasy sense. The way she described it, she wanted to sing over the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. So we made a very, uh, very adventurous, thematic, but produced in a little more Hans Zimmer style where it's a little more huge, yeah. so to speak. Uh, at least my songs are. I love drawing influence from Hans Zimmer as well. I love his production style. I, I tend to have uh, albums mm -hmm. of Hans Zimmer yeah, on yeah. my mm -hmm. on my phone now. I may also be biased because uh, through an internship I had at UVU when I was in college, I actually got to go to his studio for two days and nice. observe while they were working. Wow. So, and us as a group of students, we like got to ask him a few questions. Not so much. Uh, not We were more like uh, wallflowers. But just being there and being immersed in that yeah. world really sold it for me. That's pretty awesome, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. So we're going back to the question of what influences my style. So I, yeah, all of that, I guess. Nice. So <laughs> that being said, because we're rounding around here, mm -hmm. we're coming around the corner, yeah. about around a mountain. Uh -huh. um, when she comes. Exactly. <laughs> it might take a while. Uh, <laughs> Family show here. Yeah. I, I swear. Yeah, we've uh, touched a few interesting subjects. <laughs> we talked about black lips beating you to death. Uh, so <laughs> Don't rewind if you missed that part. <laughs> it's, a, it's in the first five minutes. Oh, no. Anyway. Uh, so what is your recommendation for anybody that wants to get into the business with mm -hmm. um, little, little kids from the Bronx that don't have enough money? Mm -hmm. What is your recommendation to them? Well, so if we're talking about music or voiceover or pretty much any creative field, mm -hmm. uh, they all have uh, some things in common where you can get started while you're in school. If you're attending public school, there are bound to be either clubs or activities or after school groups that you can get involved with. You just start studying, particularly those who want to get into voiceover. I get a lot of young kids saying, how do I get into voice acting? How do I get started in this? And first thing I tell them is, well, you got to learn how to act. You have to study the craft. So whether you're going into writing, acting, uh, being a musician, first of all, study your craft. Get involved in your local community, uh, local theaters, local filmmakers. If you know filmmakers in high school or college or anything like that, get any connections you can with them. Yeah. Work with them on low budget, no budget, do each other favors, down the line you'll have more work for each other, especially if you build those good relationships with people. Because let's be honest, people like working with their friends. Yep. They don't want to work with someone who sort of puts them off. So make good connections with people you can in college, in your community, and anything like that. Um, study the craft, be willing to be helpful and be a pleasant person. Something that's been happening, I've been noticing a lot recently, particularly in the voiceover community, is that so many people f feel really self-entitled about it. So I've been seeing a lot of people post... all those Gen Zs there. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, they'll post about how the world is against them, this person's out to get them. Whether or not that's true, no one wants to work with someone who's complaining about the other people oh, they yeah. work with. True. Whether or not you're being screwed over by other people... You don't want to put off that image of, oh my gosh, this. the only reason I'm not successful is because this person yes. is holding me back type thing. And that's just a general rule of thumb, right? For in any, any business. For life, like, you know. Yeah, for life in general. You don't, I don't want to work with someone that, mm -hmm. you know, complains. Like, hey, Chris, do you want to come on the show? 
oh, well, I would come on the show, but, you know, your producer did this to me, and I felt yeah. so offended about it. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you, you bitch and complain about things. <laughs> that, like, that's the, the feeling that people I mean, get. Obviously, if there's a real problem, you want to talk to the right people. You want to bring it yeah. up if there's a real Don't issue. put it on Facebook. But don't be a whiner. <laughs> Yeah, is, is the there's a thing. difference between yeah. like, hey, I'm gonna make you aware of this, and there's a and then there's the I'm gonna post this up on social media so mm-hmm. everybody can see because as soon as I go home, I'm gonna talk about how uh, the show I was on made me seem more racist. I had <laughs> no, I had that uh, I had that sleep aid. What is it, Roseanne? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, oh crap, Xanax? No, no. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, but anyway, she had yeah. Where she was just racist, and then did all you, of a sudden, did you yeah. see that um, that post? So she was blaming whatever medicine she was yeah. on, and then that company made a post like, "Well, there are a lot of sti- potential <laughs> side effects for racism." Is not one of them. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, yeah. I was reading it like actually last night. I think that that actually broke. Mm-hmm. Their response broke. Yeah, um, and I'm like, did she really just blame racism oh. on a medication? Yeah. Like. You could have come up with anything else, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just quoting Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Jay-Z made me do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, people would have been more understanding, like, Satan told me to say this. Like, I know. Whatever geez. happened to people blaming uh, prejudices and stuff on being possessed, you know? There's none of that anymore. Or just blame it on Marilyn Manson. <laughs> they blame Columbine on him. They're, they're still doing uh, shows, right? Did yeah. Did, didn't they just do a show in Utah after being banned for like 15 years? Oh. And then they got banned again? Really? Marilyn Manson? Yeah. Cause they that's showed, fun. Because they showed up for a show and like burned a Book of Mormon on stage. We're in Utah. That's a big deal. So then they got banned from Utah for like 10 or 15 years. And then they came back again. And guess what they did? Burned a Book, burned of, a Book Mormon. of Mormon on stage. Jeez. Do an Aussie. <laughs> Bite off the head of a bat or something. <laughs> Which he doesn't even remember. It's like right. He was so dragged out. Yeah, he was. He's like, I I don't even remember doing it. And everybody was just expecting me to do it every yeah. single time. So I'm gonna bring it, was it a out. Sandwich. <laughs> oh man, Ozzy. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, crap. Yeah. But yeah, so don't be a whiner. Yes. It's it's lesson be number two. A, be a pleasant person. Um. I think I heard there were uh, three traits if you want to be successful. You either, and you have to get two of them out of the three. It's like the the triangle of options or whatever like that. Be good at what you do. Be on time at what you do. And then be pleasant to work with. If you can do two of those, great. Uh, More often than not, being pleasant is going to have to be one of them. Yeah. I'll agree. why would you be a dick to people? (laughs) Be nice. You know? That's that's true. Being a this dick world, doesn't get you anywhere. This world's mean already. Yeah, and but the, and there's also a difference between like being pleasant and then being taken advantage of. Right. Because there will be people, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, people walk over you. You know, mm-hmm. but being able to say like this is what I want, and mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna go out and get it. It's it's a thing. Like um, for you guys that follow my my Instagram, I posted a, a picture of me doing some production work, uh, with a paragraph. You know, basically saying like, um, there's, there's a lot of things you, you give up a lot of things and a lot of people give up on their dreams because they don't have money to get things done. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I was definitely one of them. I stopped, I paused my dream because I wanted to get money Yeah, and that's just 
not a good excuse mm. to stop on your dreams. So sometimes you need to, you know what? I will take a pay cut. I will get paid $5 an hour if I have to, mm-hmm. as long as I get to do my dream. Yeah. And then sometimes dreams do come true. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes they're twice the dream. That's movie drop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to pause real quick. Yeah. What happened? What does he need? He's really hungry and there's stuff in the fridge. Oh, you want to grab your goldfish? Stretch, open the door, get the yeah. switch on. This is the fourth floor, here, so it gets a lot of sunlight. Yeah. Oh. See, I got your goldfish, garage, and yeah. I have your juice. Yeah. There's actually some cheese and pepperoni in the fridge, too. See, this is the snipe that smiles mm-hmm. back. Cool. Yeah. I knew a pair of twins in oh, high school geez. that knew the whole jingle, and they would sing it together. Really? Yeah. That's pretty lame. Oh, it's Utah. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. You good? Okay. We're going to go back then. Crotch cam. <laughs> Banka! Anyway. <laughs> Demonetize. I might even go get something too. Oh, okay. Do as all the do and follow, follow him. Which, speaking, since we were totally talking about Assassin's Creed earlier, Altair is his name? Yes. Nice. And his middle name is Connor. Nice. And his initials are AC. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Pro- probably not. Right next to the mic. Pro- probably not the best. Mm-hmm. When we create the what do's and don'ts of what to do on the podcast. Yeah, yeah seriously, though. <laughs> we don't just tell you, we show you Gotta pick up my wife in a bit. Okay. Out of the plastic, and I'll never touch the plastic again. Never. Put it on the put it on the green bag. On the green bag. Yes. It's a very dark green. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna throw you out the like. Slam. The, the window just. Yeah. All right, hurry up. And then at the end of it, he's gonna introduce parkour. And the first yeah. step is jump off the balcony. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, I've seen it on The Office. I can do it. Parkour, parkour! Yeah. <laughs> you know what I would totally do? <laughs> I would totally make a, uh, what do we call it? A Russian, I think it's called? A Russian seat? That's what oh, we no, do in the in the military. Yeah. When we repel. Okay. We make our own little harness. Okay. So it's called like a Russian seat, something like that. Nice. And so you actually make it out of the, you have rope and you make mm-hmm. a harness and then you go ahead and you, uh, God bless. Jump off, yeah. God bless. I remember my drill sergeant was like, are you ready? I was like, sure. <laughs> Wham. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, oh, dear God. And I had to learn how to break real quick. Yeah. And then I just slammed myself against that building. It was great. Yeah. It was good stuff. I would I'm, do it again. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if I've ever repelled myself. I, my oldest brother is huge in outdoors, so he would take me rock climbing all the time. Which didn't really stick with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just remember quick repels sometimes. They're terrifying. Yeah. You know? they, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm I'm terrified of heights. Yeah. I'm scared of heights. Um, or at least I was. Like, now I could... You can deal with I it. I could now. deal with it, right. Mm-hmm. I could. There's, me, there's coping mechanisms that I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've wanted to do the Russian seat again. So I did it off the side of my house. Um, and it was pretty good. Like, I... I took a picture and I had my Crytek vector and nothing broke. 
Nothing broke. I was right. good. So I actually I tied it against a tree. We have a tree in the, in the backyard. Mm -hmm. So I I had a, like a long ass rope, like holding me down. Yeah. So it was still a scared idea of like going back and just <laughs> hanging there. Yeah. Because everything just tightens up and so. Outside of the house is still pretty high. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't that high. To okay. be fair, it wasn't that high. Uh, but it was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. It was pretty fun, and Very I'll cool. totally do it again. Nice. So. Yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm better with heights now. I'm a little, still a little bit skittish, which is gonna be a problem when I go to Disney World uh, in July. Okay. And go on all the bigger rides in the other park. It's not Magic Kingdom. It's one of the other parks. I've I don't do roller coasters. Yeah. Ever. The biggest roller coaster I've ever done is um, uh, the Colossus over at Lagoon, which is not the biggest one they have. Nope. Never. Yeah. I just don't do roller coasters. Uh, so I love motorcycles. Okay. I love speeding mm -hmm. in motorcycles. I will do snowboarding. I'll do extreme sports, I guess you mm -hmm. can say. I will not go on a roller coaster. Interesting. I control my own adrenaline. See, I'm the opposite. <laughs> uh, I've never gone skiing. Okay. I've gone minor snowboarding. I don't like water skiing or wakeboarding, so I'll go on a tube. Okay. Um, I even... I, I, I think I have like a little minor PTSD with water skiing because I was run over by a boat once. <laughs> so that's a that's another story. <laughs> See what I mean? Like yeah. I laugh first. It's just like yeah. the instant. You're like what? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so back in New York, my wife and like some of her her friends and like my best friend came with me. Mm. We went to this water park, and I remember. Oh my gosh! I again, I need to control my own adrenaline. <laughs> When adrenaline is given to someone else, I guess, like, it just doesn't... That's a problem. Oh, my gosh. So, we went on this uh, tube ride, I guess you could mm -hmm. call it, where you're about, I don't know how many feet off the floor. I'll say 100 feet off the floor. Yeah. And you're on this, like, tube with four people, right? And so, you start sliding, and there's this, like, turn that's yep. all the way up here... And I'm frozen. So you're talking like more bobsledding or more like the, the, just like the cart runs down the mountain? Or? So it's not a cart. It's like a tube. Okay. Like a, like a tire, right? Okay. That you're sitting on. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's water. It's a water slide. Oh, it's, so it's like at a water park. Yeah, yeah. I it's a water park. Part. Okay. So it goes, so it drops. It's weird. So it drops, but it comes this way. Mm -hmm. So it feels like your tube's going to like slide yeah. off. And between everybody, my friend and I, we're the heaviest too, because there's three girls mm -hmm. and us too. Yeah. We're du big dudes. Yeah. So by by nature and by science, our side <laughs> is the one that's like on the edge, right? Ah, uh, yeah. I was. It was dying. It was a fun ride, <laughs> but I was dying. Yeah. Like inside, my heart was just like, oh, "You're gonna die." Like I just don't. <laughs> Like doing things where like my I don't control my own adrenaline. Mm -hmm. Speeding in a motorcycle and like going on curves and yeah. stuff, I control that. I know how fast I'm gonna hit that curve. The science and the math is in my head. Okay. Allowing someone else to take control of that, like in a roller coaster or even like so, yeah, no control. Yeah, no control. It's just a problem. Uh, later on that day, we um, we jumped off this like 40 foot cliff nice. into the water. Mm -hmm. um, again, I'm like. Water, I don't know what's under, I don't I don't yeah. see, and I know the science behind if you don't break your fall, how much that's going to hurt. Yeah. It's hitting concrete. Uh, so I jump, my friend jumps off first. Mm -hmm. 
That guy, ballsy, Ugh. jumps off. He's like, hey, we're all good. And I'm like, you're good. None of the girls did it. It was just the two guys. And so, obviously, I'm in front of my wife's friends. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, man, like, I can't. He just that jumped. Out, yeah. yeah, and there's, like, a whole line. So people are like, oh, you could just walk around if you don't want to. I was like, YOLO, <laughs> jump off. And I'm like, this was a dumb idea. And I'm uh. trying to break the fall. And I go in. And I go in deep. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, the guy that was in the water, uh, he was like, hey, do you need, like, do you need a lifeguard? I was like, nah, nigga, I can swim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, like, completely ghetto on it. Yeah. And I, like, I made it. He was like, oh, man, I thought you were going to die. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, I wasn't, like, flapping for help. I was, uh, I'm all right. I was just a little terrified. And, you know, you, you'd lose breath and everything. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Fun day. I don't think I've heard anyone say YOLO for a few years. <laughs> Dating myself here. Yeah. <laughs> floppy disk, burning CDs. Oh my gosh. I used to play video games on floppy disks. I've never played a video game on a floppy disk. Freaking Sango Fighter from like 1992. Oh my gosh. Or like the early Mech Warrior games yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I remember my PC. And I don't know if this was all like Windows 95, because mm-hmm. I had a Windows 95 up until like 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> had Dangerous Dave on it. Oh my gosh. Dangerous Dave. I know that. Yep. You had to like, as soon as you turned it on, you had to kind of enter the bio. So you had to like click uh-huh. some buttons around and then you would get enter into Dangerous Dave. Yeah. And you had, it was like a side scroller, and you had to jump, and there was boulders. It was Indiana Jones for like the kids. And it ran in uh, MDOS. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, colorful was, and everything, mm, but it was yeah. I just remembered uh, a little while ago one of the games I would play back in the day. It was this really obscure robot cage fighting game okay. called, called One Must Fall. Huh. It was basically like giant mechs uh, duking it out in a cage. And you had these different mech robots that had these abilities. This one was tall, so it had larger reach. This one had electricity, so it could do its thing. This yeah. one could crawl on the cage. and So Titanfall, UFC style. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a great game. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, um, geez, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Dangerous Dave, that brings back memories. Gosh. We're getting old, man. Yeah. 29, right? Yeah. 29. 29. 28. Mm. 28 and 29. But yes, anyhow. So, that's it. That's all we have for you guys. That's been the, um, the nostalgia hour. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's so easy to talk to you, and it's mm. it's great to talk to you, especially two dudes that are nerds. Heck yeah. It's just, we have so much in common. Uh, dudes who are nerds. We got the beards. We got, yep. the, we got the Latino culture. I, I wear glasses, too. I've yeah. just been wearing I, I contacts. I see the contacts. Yeah, mm. I wear contacts just because I am blind, and I, I broke my glasses. Oh, Right. Yeah. I don't like contacts very much, but I don't even need like these to drive during the day. Okay. I'd be fine during the day without them. Night, I definitely need them. Okay. But also, glasses are sexy. Hello. He's right. He's right, you know. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, my gosh. Kool-Aid over get, here. Get that voice over here. Oh, yeah. I know you like it, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take five now and come back. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for having me. On. No, Chris, it was great. Anytime that you want to come on, and you know, yeah. you say that you want to do some YouTube, so heck yeah, we I'm might. Str- I'm streaming on Twitch later, so that'll be fun. So go check him out on Twitch. What's your Twitch uh, handle? Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Christopher Escalante. And what's your YouTube? Uh, v. What is it? VG. 
blogger Escalante. I made this back in like 2012. Basically, if you just look up Christopher Escalante anywhere, you'll find me because no one else has that name. That is true. No one escalates things like so, Chris. Christopher Escalante, E-S-C-A-L-A-N-T-E. And then tell them the YouTube show that you work on. It's called Afmao. It's a machinima series using the Minecraft engine. So you'll see the blocky characters. I voice a few characters, the most popular being this bad boy werewolf, Ian. And uh, he's a jerk. He is. I've seen a show. I actually was watching a show really? on my way home that night. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's nice. a dick. Yeah. He's exactly what you don't want to be mm. if you want to get into this business. <laughs> he's a werewolf who's a bit racist towards humans. So, yeah. Now we understand your racism. Oh, yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah. Humans, werewolves. <laughs> Just weren't meant to be together. <laughs> no, there weren't. And then okay. you have Instagram and Twitter? Yes, I do. You'll find me on Instagram, the, uh, the Christopher Escalante. You can find me on Twitter, C Escalante Music. Uh, Facebook pan, fan page, uh, Escalante Music. And um, I'm all over the place. Again, just look up Christopher Escalante. You can actually find links to all of those sites on my website, ChristopherEscalante.com. And then we'll put them right here. So hey. you guys go follow each one of these because Don't. that's important for you his life work. to go follow everything. You do, but you really do that. Do I need to do the movie trailer voice again? In a world, there we go. In front of a green screen, <laughs> we're at a cyber cafe. There's someone now with one of those sweet Japanese umbrellas. I want one. Me too. Yeah. Hold on, let me try. <clears throat> me too. No. Me too. Doesn't work. Hi. You're gonna have you to teach get, me. You gotta get the vibrations in the lower part of your. Uh, I'm a little retarded. I don't. I don't know uh, what that means. Oh yeah. I. Anyway. Ah, oh baby, oh baby, oh. I'm like Rocco's Modern Life. I'm Rocco. Oh baby, on the phone. Yeah, when he, when he has the phone <laughs> yeah. job, right? Oh gosh. 90s kids, we were exposed to a lot of weird things before, like, political Wanna correctness became understa- a thing. Understand that generation, look up Ren and Stimpy. Don't. <laughs> we will not. <laughs> All right. Just because I don't want your parents suing me. Um, I said it. Like last week, and I'll say it again. I'm not big enough for your lawsuits. So yeah, no, no. Me neither. Sue him. <laughs> Don't sue anyone. Please. No. <laughs> How about a three voice voice off between two? Oh, um, like uh, I'll do a voice and he matches it. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm terrible at voices. We'll, we'll start hide hide a little. Okay. We're starting hi. Hi there. How are you doing? We're having a good time here. On the uh, interview podcast show for Real Bearded News. Okay. Um, here we go. Um, well, we we just had we, we we had Chris Escalante, and um, he was really nice. He's so dreamy, especially so when dreamy. especially with those glasses. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Uh, something a little more mid-range. Uh, you, um, let's see. I'm trying to think how low I want to go for the last low one. I'll, no, okay, no, I got it. So like in a lot of games, you play a really tough, masculine, kind of on edge type voice. It sounds a lot bigger and more masculine than my body type is, but you get that real masculine intensity, almost like Gears of War. You were talking about Dom. We gotta do this. We gotta go <laughs> kill freaking grubs everywhere. And I just squeaked. Mm. That was really good. Yeah. 
I don't know if I could do that one. That was that was really yeah. great. Um, let's see, kind of tough guy Duke Nukem. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm, yeah, I'm here. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of bubble gum. I freaking so. love Duke Nukem. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. There you go. All out of gum. Oh baby, hell to and, the king, baby. And bullets. It's very ash. Uh, it's very ashy. Ashy oh, yeah. slashy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hail to the king, baby. Hail to the king, baby. There you go. I can't. I can't. I see. I can't go deep. Yeah. Like my voice literally does not allow me to go deep. It's so, just. So now we're gonna go <clears throat> super low range. Our, our, like, see, if we're gonna go super low range, mm -hmm. this sucks. If you're gonna go super low range down there, but then, but then my trick is, uh, I actually suck in my throat, so like a ah, type effect. Interesting. But I focus it from uh, here. You can feel the vibrations here. Ah. And I try and drop it down to my chest. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's how I get my super low voice. It's very alienish. Oh, yeah. I actually had a job by recording a giant frogzilla monster. Okay. So you just throw a lot of reverb on, just go like... Fun stuff. In fact, uh, there's a dude, I forgot his name, but his uh, big money-making career is doing fake burps by doing that. It's just like... But I can't do it right. I'm still working on it. Nice. And he can hold it, like, forever. In fact, it's the, the burp in um, Elf. You know, after he chugs the giant... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That dude, he does the burps. Huh. Notes. I forgot his name. I'll look him up. Burp guy. Mm -hmm. Go look up burp guy for, like... Every need burp, but <laughs> you win. You win this one. All right. I can do it like a little. Oh, you know those ones. Sounds like you're about to vomit right after. Oh no. Oh jeez. <laughs> I, I use that for zombie noises too in games like. Oh, so you're the different for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. You need a lot of water. Yes, you do. Here's another one, but. In the meantime, between the next time that I see you, don't forget to keep reading those comment books. <laughs> keep watching that anime because you just might hear his music. Heck yeah. Yeah, uh, video games, not so much anime music. I'm trying to get into voiceover for anime, so maybe someday. But you will see him. Yes. He's going to be screaming out Naruto every 10 seconds. And, uh... Sasuke! <laughs> keep watching that anime. Keep listening to rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And above it all, guys, stay nerdy. Next time. <laughs> Next time on Real Bearded News. I'm going to definitely use that. <laughs>